0: Okay, while he's doing that, I just wanted to start off by saying a huge thank you for all of your support over the year. Um, We were so blown away daily by the amount of support we had from you guys. Um, Even if it was just a message on Facebook or a Skype call, um, if we found time, it was just so encouraging to have all of your support out there. Um, It's really exciting to come back and see loads of new faces as well. That's always a good thing getting to meet new people. So thank you so much for financial support as well. Um, but honestly, just knowing that family were behind us on this journey was a really key thing. We, we like to do family well, and it was good, wasn't it? It was very good. Yeah.
1: Firstly, um, can you all hear me all right? Um, we're Luke and Claire, for those of you who don't okay. know who <laughs> we are.
0: <laughs> Should have started with that one.
1: Sorry. Should never assume. Um, So we're Luke and Claire, um, me being Luke. And (laughs) um, we uh, went out to a church called Bethel in Redding, California. um, And it was the best, hardest, toughest, awesomest, amazing time. Um, It was a lot of... It was the... it was like the extremes of everything. Um, and we really felt M 2013. Wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah, was it? Yeah, it was. Um, God say, I want you to go to Bethel. So cutting a long story short, because it is a really long story. <laughs> um, we've got visas denied and all that. And we've got a visa. And we just gave everything up, everything. Um, we've got a, a storage unit with all of our life in it. Um, and it was the scariest thing in the whole world. Um, we got the plane to San Francisco with nowhere to live and about a £1,000. And we said, okay, God, <laughs> you have to do something really, really quickly. Um, when we got into San Fran, it um, turned out that the, the woman that we stayed with, our real dear friend, Teresa, um, she knew of this woman who we could stay with at the exact same time. Claire got a Facebook message from a contact talking about this woman also. She like, oh, this oh, this is kind of mad. Um, so that was the start of that. Um, do you want to play the video now? You can do. Um, there's so much. I don't think we have enough time to talk about everything, but I'm, so I'm just trying to summarize. So this is a video of uh, Claire and I thought we'd get baptized together. I'd never been baptised, or you had when you were like, yeah, um, and I got, got baptised here, um, I think I was one of the first ones that used that, pool, and it was freezing cold when I did it, <laughs> that's all I remember from it, um, and we thought we'd get baptised together, and it was almost like a commissioning, um, and one of our dear friends from Switzerland, he, uh, he put this together. Um, this is
0: a video of our whole... Yeah, this get is our... Put into revival groups throughout the year. So this is our family for the year. Yeah. Over and... Because there's ready. so many
1: students, they split you up into groups so you can get pasted. So I, they're called revival groups, and we had, we had about 70 of us in a group. And this is just our family. Um, so you can go ahead and play that, and hopefully the sound will work and, as well.
0: So, yeah, that was our year in a four-minute video. One
1: day of it. Yeah, that's that's our family. Um, And it was an amazing day. Um, But we just wanted to give you an idea, just emotionally, um, and just how family-orientated our time was. I think that video shows that. Um, Do you want to start first?
0: Yes, I will. Luke's going to be the person that has all the one-liners that want to write down, I'm just going to share my heart (laughs) with what we did. But um, for me, the biggest thing um, was that group of people daily called out the gold in us and told us things that we heard over and over again. And I almost got to the point where I was like, God, I don't want to keep hearing that I'm a mother and I'm pure and I'm a safe place. And God said to me, I'm not going to finish, stop telling you those things until you fully understand that that's who you are. And so that was my year, fully realizing that I am a mother. I have a mother heart and I love people and I love hospitality. I love loving people well. And um, being with that group of people really helped me to do that on another level because we love hosting and we love loving people well Um, the biggest thing first year is about is all about identity and fully knowing who you are um, as a son and daughter of God before anything else and so that was my journey all the people that I was accountable to throughout the year were that was kind of the common theme for me and I realised quite quickly that for a long time I hadn't loved myself well Um, There was a lot of self-hatred going on, um, a lot of lies being believed. And so, really, that revelation of who I now am, or who I've always been, but who I now realize I am, changes everything. Because now I'm able to be a better wife to Luke, a better sister to my sisters, one of my sisters is here, and um, a better daughter to my mum and dad, a better friend... And everything just being, operating out of that place of this is who I am as a daughter of God, it changes everything. And I honestly can't stress that enough because for a long time I lived not knowing that. And I did okay. I did pretty good. Um, But when you actually know that you are now different and this is who you are, you then see the change and you realize actually how it was before wasn't that great. Um, So I suppose, like, just to encourage you with that is, obviously, we were in an environment where that was called out of us daily, but to encourage you as a church here, we have that here, and actually, God showed me quite specifically that actually I'd had that for years while I attended here, but it's not until you kind of pull yourself out of a season that's been quite comfortable for a long time, you actually then start to notice that. So thank you to all of those who have spent a lot of time doing that with me. Sorry that it took so long. Thank you for your patience. Um, I I really want to stress on the other side of that is that I haven't got it all together. Just because we've been to ministry school for a year, we haven't come back knowing everything. And what we've learned is that life is one big process um, daily on this journey And actually, we have to be intentional with the time we spend with God, the time we spend with people to actually change things um, in our lives. I was going to say something else and I've forgotten. It's
1: like Bill was saying that you get one shot, one privilege of being able to worship the Lord through faith. Because when you get to heaven, you don't really need faith. You get one shot, the privilege of being able to worship the Lord and minister to him through faith. Um.
0: Um, Another part of my year was um, part of the school. We actually do four days of school and then we have an outreach day where we have to sign up for different things that we call city service activation and at the beginning of the year you have about 50 of these extra classes that you get to choose from and you have to give five options, number one obviously being the one you want to do Um, and the one that I really felt I wanted to do was women's drug rehab so that was my first choice and there was a few more my last choice just because it was an option really and I hadn't really thought about it was the healing rooms would be good if I got that choice um Anyway, a couple of weeks after, I got an email saying that I'd been chosen for the healing rooms as my city service, my activation every week. Um, And I was really disappointed because I wanted to do the women's drug rehab. So I was like, okay, there's obviously a reason why I'm not doing that. Um, So every Saturday at 7 o'clock in the morning, I went down to Bethel Church. And we spent about two hours praying and getting drunk, as they call it um with holy spirit not with anything else um and we basically just then welcomed in people from all over the world that came just for a saturday morning sometimes just to see if god would heal them and a lot of the time he did and so the first week comes and i'm standing there and i'm praying for this lady and i'm just like okay you know this is going to be fun i get to pray for people and see what god does and I prayed for her. There was a group of us praying for her and she got healed and she'd had um, severe pain in her back. She'd had a hip replacement a few years before. And so she was just crying and jumping around laughing and you know, as people do, obviously in that moment. And I was walking home and I just, I remember feeling still a bit discouraged the fact that I was doing healing rooms for my activation because it really wasn't something that I'd wanted or I'd felt that I wanted to do that year. Um, And God just said to me, kind of like revealed this root issue that I've actually never believed in healing fully. And that when I prayed for people before, there was this lack of faith in me as I prayed for people. So I was like, okay, this is why I'm obviously doing this. Um, There's a lot within that that happened just kind of emotionally for me and my healing with that. But every time on a Saturday morning... Every person that I prayed for, they then got healed for the rest of the year, which was amazing.
1: So if you need healing.
0: (laughs) And it was just, it was amazing. And God was so gentle about how he did all of it. Because obviously I had been believing this lie that actually healing doesn't happen. And when I did hear testimonies, I used to just think, oh, that's nice. And that's really, that's really lucky for them. But actually, it was this depth of, actually, God is healer. That's one of his names, and it's that's what he's promised to do. And we don't understand why it doesn't always happen. But actually, so often in the Bible I was reading, it said, um, when people were healed, there's testimonies in the Bible of it, and it says, um, because he saw their faith, they were healed. And faith is a huge component to healing and how we go about things, having faith. We've had to have an amazing amount of faith for finances every month throughout our year. And coming back into the unknown this summer, we've had the most incredible summer, um, working ridiculous hours, but we've had to have this faith that we know that there is something better coming. So anyway, going back to the healing, that was my journey. So learning my identity and this incredible journey of healing just absolutely blew me away this year. Um, and one amazing testimony to finish off with because then Luke will speak. Um, every week at Healing Rooms, they have a Skype um, call and there's five computers and people from all over the world to Skype in. And I was Skyping with this lady in Africa one Saturday morning and she was completely blind in her left eye. But she started talking about how she felt that she was living with a demon and how... She would just sit in her room and she couldn't go past this point of there's something really evil in this place. And so I was like, okay, this is quite, how do I go about this? And God just said, don't go after the healing for her left eye right now, but go for this darkness that she's talking about. So we were just praying and I got her to say a few things after me and we were just getting rid of this evil thing. And she just said, oh, my goodness. And I was like, what? And she was like, I've just seen light and like a shadow behind, like in front of my left eye. And so I was like, wow, that's really good. But how do you feel in terms of the whole evil spirit thing? And she's like, well, I think it just left. And so I was like, well, that's a really good thing. So we were just kind of rejoicing and thanking God for that. And she just kind of stood up out of her little armchair. And she was just dancing around the room. And I'm just there on Skype, and I have to be quite quiet because there are other people taking Skype calls next to me. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness, the okay. case. She's like, I think you should get up and dance. <laughs> so I was just standing there on the computer <laughs> with the webcam, like, dancing. And um, anyway, all of that happened, and she basically, her sight completely came back. And we hadn't actually even gone for that healing. We hadn't, I hadn't gone after that healing initially, but actually the evil was the one that I really believed that was actually manifesting itself as the blindness in her eye. And so, so often we just have to learn to be a bit more discerning, which does come with a lot of spiritual growth, which I'm still learning, to actually say, okay, God, how do you want me to go about this? What what am I going after before actually going for what I think we're going for, if that makes sense? And so... We ended up... I actually didn't take any more Skype calls that Saturday. I spent three and a half hours with this lady and we were just worshipping over Skype, singing, praising God, dancing. Um, And it was just amazing. And then I actually heard that she had come back for a conference in May time. And she'd had a car accident in between the time that I was praying for her and she came. And she arrived and she got completely healed from all the injuries that had happened with her car accident as well, so... In a nutshell, that was everything I learned. I know that we did send um, regular updates, monthly updates to you that kind of went in a bit more detail about what we were doing. So I hope you'll receive those and were able to find some time to read them. Um, I'll pass over to Leek and then we're going to pray for you at the end and bless you. But Leek, you can go.
1: That's amazing. Um, so I feel all professional because I've got all these books up here and Bible and that. Um, I've just started journaling um, which i thought i 'd never do um, it 's actually amazing i 'd recommend it um, so for me um, to sum it up in a line, learning to live like a wealthy son of God when you have nothing, and you learn when you when you 've when you've recognized because you hear it all the time and I'm really conscious of it you do hear a lot of talks about identity about knowing who you are and this that and the other and when I used to hear it I was like okay you know cool identity I know that okay but when all this stuff when God starts to reveal stuff in your heart that's already there I, I always thought I was this musician guy you know it turns out I'm a ton of other stuff as well I'm actually a really good strategist. i am actually sort of got a real good eye for business, which I still feel like I'm a a baby in. But God's opened so many doors for that. I went to New York twice. Complete miracles. I had a pain in my wisdom tooth. um, And it was about $1,000 to get my tooth out. And I was in so much pain. And so I said, God... I either need a healing miracle or a financial one, and the day after, I got both. <laughs> so I thought, okay, we got we got some money, and um, <laughs> it's crazy when I recap because I am like, I still get drunk over it. I just can't just can't believe what God has done. And we spoke to our pastor, and I said, look, should we give the money back, you know, to to whoever donated, whatever? And he said, no. Like, God did a miracle and you got, you know, money too. Like, use it. So we bought a one-way ticket to New York because I, I got asked to come on tour with a guy that I play for. And he was touring throughout New York and Michigan. And we got invited to come along. So we did that. Um, we got to New York with no money and nowhere to live. It was all mad. Um, and if you've got expensive tastes like us, being in New York with no money... Is um, kind of horrible. Um, <laughs> but we managed... The thing is, we stayed in the most amazing places. We work, it's been a dream of Claire's to eat at the Plaza Hotel in New York. If you've ever seen Home Alone 2, it's, that's the hotel, that's the place. And it's been a dream of Claire's to eat breakfast there on her birthday. Well, her birthday is on the 23rd. The night before, we had no money, no nothing. And I thought, I'm a terrible husband. And I've always spoiled Claire Rotten. And I'm a terrible husband. You know, sorry, Claire, we can't do anything on your birthday. We're in New York. And, um, and we woke up that morning to find $100 in my wallet. And I could have thought, oh, we'll go and get a Starbucks and we'll save 90 of it for tomorrow. Because, you know, we don't know when my are next going to get. I mean, we literally didn't know when my are next going to eat. And I thought, no, that's, that's, that's what paupers do and I'm not and, I, and I've been so used to this mentality of lack if I give money away I'm going to have lack of finances if I give food away I'm going to have lack of food and it turns out that poverty isn't a circumstance it's an identity and wealth wealth is not a circumstance it's an identity um, and I took her to the plaza for breakfast and I spent a lot well that's how much it cost anyway <laughs>
0: on a spinach omelette <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'll tell you what, we, we felt like royalty because that's who God says you are. Don't be surprised when you walk into a restaurant and someone pays for your meal or when someone opens a door for you everywhere you go because we can stand and say how unworthy we are, but Jesus says, no, 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 you're very much worthy. I paid for that. You're worthy. And so learning to believe that we're worthy and that we are worth it. Our hearts cry is, no God, you're worthy, we're not worthy. It doesn't say anywhere in the New Testament when Paul's writing to the churches, to all you sinners, he says to all you saints, it's because you've died to yourself and now you're living in freedom and glory. These are the great and glorious days of the Lord. They really are. There is a great and terrible day but that's just one day. That's not yet. These are the great and glorious days of the Lord to live live prosperously. Um, So we really had to learn to adopt who God says we are. Um, Because the thing is, when you get stuff, when you get money come through, they don't dictate your identity. When you really know what you've got and what you carry. You carry the kingdom. And that's pretty enormous. And you carry it. <laughs> so you have, it says the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That means the entirety of the kingdom and all the storehouses laid up for you is there, ready for you to take at any time. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, that's what, I'm just being simple. Um, and that means it it means a bill would always say that whatever's in your account isn't necessarily in your possession Um, and when you give your life to God it's not just your soul but it's your life that's you your house everything you own isn't yours it's his you've given it to him you've given your life to God that means you ain't got anything that means you've got nothing to lose and that means you're just stewarding what is given you. So, Chris, he would always say, if you haven't got any money, you need to look at what you're giving. If you, if you have lack in your life, if you haven't got anything, what is it you're giving? Because it says, whatever you give will be measured back to you in greater measure. You can't sow 10% and expect 100%. Um, and it just hit home to me because one of my problems was, was, was with money and security and comfort and that sort of thing and, and when you're literally praying for your meal at night and then food comes or we prayed for a bed one time and a car actually three things we prayed for a bed and a car I thought why not and someone to pay for us to do lamb and that bed that, that, that day because um, our bed got taken away from us from our landlord we had to sleep on the floor um, and that day someone came up to us no one knew this and he said hey I want to no it was the day after wasn't it hey we've already paid for you to do lamb. you just need to sign up which we then became facilitators on and connected with Barry and Laurie went to the house and all the rest of it and that was cool um, then two hours later someone said hey God's been really speaking to me about you I want you to give you I want to give you my car so he handed over his car complete ownership and rights and registration and everything we had a car that's nuts. Mm-hmm. Who gets given a car? Who mm-hmm. prays for a car and get, you get a car. <laughs> right? And I'm just, we just started laughing, didn't we? We just couldn't believe it. I mean, what do you do? <laughs> what do you say to that? <laughs> um, and then we got home that night and we still had no bed. And then we got a phone call. Hey, Luke, I'm bringing over a queen-size bed right now for you. I found one. Brand new.
0: And it had the most amazing cushions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've only been married four Ten years. Of them. But... Cushions, cushions. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy with two cushions, but not ten on, on the couch. You can't even sit down. Um, I mean, who you pray for? We prayed for those three things specifically the day after it happened. How can we ever doubt God again? Ever? <laughs> How? And we still do. And we were like, oh, we spent our last $80 on groceries. And to be fair, I have put on some pounds. But if you've ever been to California, in and out Burger, you've got to go <laughs> to that. Um, Claire's lost some pounds. Um, and then we got home. No one knew about our situation. We're like, okay, God, I need to provide again. Um, and I connected with this investment banker in New York um, who's actually my business partner. He's an amazing guy, amazing guy. Um, and he, we just got a text from him. Literally, five minutes after we got back, saying, how can I help you out financially? It just happened all the time. Um, money would just come through at the, at, at the right time. and So we had to learn not to rely on it and to rely on the Lord. And there was a purpose for that. And God was working in us um, about being vulnerable and about actually exposing a need. Um, some t- I found that being British, it's really difficult to expose a need because we're quite a prideful person. But actually, I'm, I'm in need. I need, I need your help. Um, and I'm not too, you know, prideful to say that. Um, so God was working a lot in that. Um, and oh, there's so much to talk about. Oh, my gosh. Um, I ha- I've, got about, I've got a prophetic word about, I think Deborah Smith gave me it over there about five years ago, four or five years ago. And she said business, finance, uh, tool building, skyscrapers, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I got to Bethel two weeks into being there. A guy came up to me and said, yeah, I don't know why. Let's see business, finance, tool building, skyscrapers. I've seen New York. And I had that five times from five complete strangers. And I'm like, okay, this is freaky. God, what are you doing? Got to New York. The first guy I prophesied over was investment banking, Zach. And then I went on a missions trip. And I'm prophesying over this guy. And he's like, hey, here's my card. I'm the VP of Goldman Sachs. I'm in the stock exchange. I'm talking to this guy and he said, hey, here's my card. If you ever need a job here, come and let me know. I wouldn't want to work there. Um, the stress on oh my life. But it just fell into, I mean, what you find is God doesn't actually, he doesn't give you any closed doors. He just puts a bunch of open doors on your plate and you just pick which one you go through. You do the closing because he likes to co-label with you. He likes to work with you and he likes it when, you, when we use our minds and our decisions because he's gifted us with great, great creative strategies and ideas and decision-making skills. So he likes it when we use them, <laughs> I guess. Um, and so it's was nuts. So that's a, a whole other thing. But um, <coughs> about four or five days ago, um, we, got, we got some deposit money come through on... This was about five weeks ago. It, to pay our deposit for second year... Because you really felt God say go back. I got offered a job in Michigan touring and being a professional musician pioneering Christian music $250 an hour or something stupid and there was no peace on it so I turned it down because God said I want you to do second year. Like, Everyone's like, what are you doing? I'm like, No, no. I've learnt peace and joy are good compasses for your life. So follow the peace. It might look mad but that's what you've got to follow. Um, and it was Wednesday. The deposit was due Tuesday, the day before, and it was now Wednesday. And we're like, okay, we're not going. But what we didn't know is that Cali is eight hours behind. So midnight, Tuesday night, was eight o'clock in the morning for us. And at eight o'clock in the morning, exactly the money for our deposit came through from an non- anonymous donation. And we're like, oh, okay, this is kind of throwing a spanner in the works now. <laughs> uh, we've got a lot more to go. <laughs> and, um, and, then, and then we got another anonymous email, well, an email from another anonymous source. It said, hey, you've been donated $1,000 each to your tuition. I'm like, okay, God, this is, we still need a whole lot more and we're working uh, backsides off doing this catering stuff. And, and about four days ago, um, I went and got him a new passport. Someone said, oh, I want to I wanna get a passport for you and I needed a new passport. And of all the faff up with the passports, I thought that had never, never happened and I got it on the day. Um... And then we said to God, look, God, we're, not gonna, we're, in, we're in debt, basically, a lot of debt from just our first year of marriage. We not, didn't really have any work. Um, and we said, God, we're not going to go back unless we pay our debts off. Um, we didn't feel right going back, having to make monthly payments, and we weren't a posi- in a position to give if we're in debt. Um, and I said, God, if, if that doesn't come through, then we're going to stay here and we're going to work to pay that off and clear it because we felt that was the most integral thing to do. Um, Four days ago, someone said, hey, I want to clear your entire debt. and cleared it. Our debt's completely cleared. How amazing is that? And so I said, God, we're not going to go back until our debts are cleared. Well, our debts are cleared. We go to the embassy for a visa appointment um, Friday, two days ago. And we had all this stuff lined up, because a couple in America said, hey, I want to completely support you. Um, initially, housing, whatever. We just want to get you out here. Um, and they did all this work, putting all this financial stuff together. And we got to the embassy and he said, So, how come you got declined in 2013? And we said, well, We didn't have any money. <laughs> um, and then he said, Well, I don't think there'll be a problem this time. And stamped it, approved. Didn't even ask any questions. So that was Friday. Um, so it looks like we're going. <laughs> so we were okay, and, and we'd trying to been putting things in place. I got offered a job with jaguar. you know there's things in place in case we didn't go back, but there's so much peace, it's just unreal. Um, so we are going back and we, we we still need flights, and we still need tuition and insurance. Um, we need about three and a half grand or something like that, and that will happen. It's like how can it all this stuff has happened? And we haven't actually had to do anything. We just co-labor with him. Because we can't really ex- expect God to pull through and we're not doing anything about it ourselves. You know, we've got to be co-laboring with him. Um, and so, if all that comes through, we'll be flying out, I guess, a week today or Monday. <laughs> and we're just as shocked as everyone else, really. It's kind of mad. Really, really mad. Um, but this year deals a lot with leadership. Um, I texted Paul Manwaring before our visa appointment. And uh, it's quite fun. I said, look, just letting you know, we're going for our visa. Can you pray? And he said, um, God grant Luke his last favor so we can watch football together. And we know that you love football. And so as soon as I got the visa approved, I love Man United. So I had text back, approved, glory, glory, Man United. <laughs> and so there's so much, there's so much. Um, oh, and, and as well, um, sorry that I'm jumping but one of the reasons that we feel commissioned to go back um, one of the reasons I turned down this dream job um, Bill said there's something that God is saying specifically on your year group and if all of you apply you'll get in and they normally cut it about half and they said if all of you apply you'll get in there's something God is saying specifically on your year group our year group so we feel a big commissioning to go back um, we don't intend on doing a third year we we'll probably want to start having kids and stuff um, so, um, we feel that feel like one year is alright. You know, it's another second year, um, and so it's really mad. There's a lot of favour on us going back. Um, there's a lot of favour, um, and yeah, we um, we do intend to do to see as many people as possible <laughs> over this next week. It's been so mad because we've been working, but we'd love to connect with you if you want to connect, have a coffee. Um, we're all about, God told us and spoke to us that we're, a, our sort of missions in life are to promote prosperity and healthy family, and whatever that looks like, and that's what Claire and I really want to do. We've, we've really discovered that we're quite pastoral as well, so we want to pursue that as much as we can, um, preferably in business, you know, I'd love that, just going around having coffee and making sure people are all right. I'd love that, it'd be brilliant. Um... So that's what's happening next. Um, but we should probably finish up here. We, um, I really felt last week, was I here last week? Yeah, I was. Um, that those of you who got giants, now one thing we learned a lot of is that you haven't got to do anything. People think that you've got to try and do stuff to make God do this or that. And you just haven't got to do anything. You, you came out of a big love explosion just so he could love you. When you're an artist and you paint a picture, you just paint it just so you can love it. There's no reason for it. You just—it's you, it's in your heart to do. You can't help it. And God, being the Creator, we just burst it out of this big explosion just so He could love us. So your purpose is literally just to be the object of His affection and to enjoy His presence every single day. That's the best gift you can ever give someone—the presence. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, and I really feel like this thing with giants and obstacles and mountains. And uh, I just really feel to say this, but if you have a giant in your life, whatever it is, you either need to change the perspective of your giant or change the perspective of who you are. If you want to see things that you've never seen, you need to do things that you've never done. If you want to step into the wealth of heaven, you need to step out of your comfort zone. And It's scary, but it's so worth it. It really is. Um, What was her name? Backland. Wendy Backland. She said, everyone thought that uh, and I'll finish with two things. Everyone thought that Jesus was some sort of ghost. He could walk through walls when he risen and some sort of spirit. He could walk through walls and But he wasn't. It was flesh and bones. He had holes in his hands and his feet to prove it. It was flesh. And she said, that's because he was more real than the wall. How can creation have more substance than the creator? And you've got the creator in you. That means you can walk through walls. I wouldn't recommend it. But (laughs) if you get my drift, you can walk through walls. You're limitless. And now I do believe... God gave us limits on purpose. And people would argue it, but I believe that because when we go above and beyond our limits, we blow our own minds. You know, who thought that man, men could reach the moon? You know, we're limitless. And, uh, and I'll finish with this last thing, and this thing kind of changed my life, actually. Someone said to Bill, every time I go to pray or go to have time with the Lord, and really discipline myself I always fall asleep and I just feel bad about it I just don't feel like I'm giving any time to God and I just feel bad I feel like I've got to do something and Bill said I used to love it when my children fell asleep on me in fact I always used to hope they did just so I could adore them even more just don't feel like you've got to do anything just fall asleep in his arms and it changed my life. So, we, uh, if, if, if you will, if you'd let us, we'd really love to impart to you by laying hands on you. Um, I really believe that um, Paul, or John, was it? He said that. He, he mentioned that he had to go to the place so he could lay hands on you. He can't um, impart just over letters. There's something important about physically the touching of the laying on of hands to impart. Um, and like I said, we haven't got it all together, but we have kind of realized who we are. Um, and that's, still, that's always a process. you know. Um, so if you will, we'd love to do that. Um, and it, some assistance in music would be great. By the way, that worship was solid. As a musician, that was solid. So, um, yeah, just tinkle. Um, but we'd love to impart to you. Um, but do pray for us, because we're, we're s- still kind of scared. It's still like risk for us going back out. But we've... I mean, if we haven't learned by now that God provides, you know, he, he, he provides. <laughs> only great things come from him. Only great things. You know? Um, there's so much more I could say. There really is. There really, really is. Um, but we'll continue to send out monthly updates um, we'll continue to pray for you guys. I've been a part of this church for 19 years, believe it or not. It's a long time. Um, and so it is home to me. It always will be. Um, and we'll be back. Um, but just be willing to do and be where God wants you. And nine times out of ten, it's normally, he normally wants the things that you want for yourself. If they're good desires for things that are good are from him. Um, so co labor with him. Um, and like I said, there's so much more. But from our deep, the deepest places in our hearts, we love you. Um, and we thank you for speaking into our lives. We really value that. We've got so many mums and dads here speaking into our lives. Um, so yeah, we love you. So if, if you want, we'll be at the front. Um, and we'd love to hug you um, and impart to you and pray for you and prophesy over you or whatever it is you need, just do whatever. Um, so yeah, um, thank you so much for having us. It's an honor. Thank you.